Welcome back to episode 177 of the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and today we interview Sin Yi from Satting.io. Here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we ask Sin Yi how they got into the Web3 Bitcoin space. Next, we explore the concept of reorganizing patterns and applying art on top of rare Satoshis. Then, we go over the market complexities for finding and using rare sats. And finally, what does Sin Yi think about digital matter theory? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 177 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on, dude? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. And finally, today we have Sin Yi from Satting.io, the CMO. Thank you for joining us, Sin Yi. Thanks. Thanks for your guys' invitation. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Whenever we started uh, to dive deeper into the rare sat, I guess, <laughs> paradigm shift of, of where this building for Bitcoin space is headed, we're always looking for the next new thing, right? So. Right. At the very beginning, we were kind of like not, we didn't really understand the value proposition at first. But once we looked deeper into it and we started to see platforms like yourself emerge, mm -hmm. like, all right, this is enough validation, at least for me personally, to start paying closer attention. So thank you so much for, I guess, kind of like being the first one to join us to help us understand a little more clearly yeah. where is the potential, right? So um, if you can, just give us a background of how you got involved in this space to begin with. And uh, yeah, what is it about rare sets that made you decide to uh, work on setting? Uh, yeah, I can first uh, briefly introduce myself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have done several projects before, before entering setting. The mm -hmm. first project is to build financial motos to hatch impermanent losses on Uniswap. Mm -hmm. Then I worked on a DID project and uh, airdrop tutorial project. Also uh, helped my set hunter friends to sell his real set before the marketplace of setting opened. That's why I know Serena and entered setting later. Mm -hmm. um, our founder Serena, he has uh, many experience in technical developing. Uh, he is a very talented developer and have done many uh, projects before, such as building uh, wallets, blockchain explorers, public chains, and uh, DEX, and so on. Um, we uh, we do um, setting.io, this platform, because um, I think because uh, we think ordinals uh, is uh, we trust the value of ordinals and uh, resets, and I could send you the link of um, of some cat uh, catalogs of uh, uh, the resets. For example, uncommon sets. Mm -hmm. It is the first set of each block. And the number is limited, so the value will be higher than other uh, common sets. Mm -hmm. And also some other kind of sets like pizza sets you mentioned before, mm -hmm. and uh, some sets like uh, uh, 
So rare sets, rare sets is the first set of each difficulty adjustment period, and the epic set is first set of each halving ep- epical.、Mm-hmm. And also, pizza set is set from the ten thousand Bitcoin used to purchase two, uh, uh two pizzas on two thousand ten. And this story is quite famous. And these sets have their own. Uh, rules and stories behind them. It's quite valuable and interesting. And for each set, they have their set numbers, and the set names, and the date it it、uh, was mine、uh, mined.、Mm-hmm. And for example, if you want to find a set, uh. Set that was、uh, uncommon set, and the date is、uh, your birthday. It may be more valuable for you.、Mm-hmm. It's just a simple example.、Mm-hmm. We built this platform because recently the、uh, instrument fundamentals are not uh, uh, can can't.、Uh, I think the fundamentals can't、uh, satisfy the demand now. Uh, just just an example. Recently, no Bitcoin wallets they can no Bitcoin wallets can identify rare sets. So when you want to transfer Bitcoin, you may mistakenly transfer the rare sets outside to the miners or to、uh, others because、uh, it would be identified as common normal sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you are using、uh, Ordinals wallet like Uniset or Experts, you need to pay attention, or you could use the function it named SafeSend in our platform mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. secure your resets. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah that 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 answers、mm-hmm. the question. So when you were spending your your development time and your your resources on Ethereum, what was it about、mm-hmm. Ordinals and the whole Bitcoin ecosystem that、uh, that you guys decided to kind of switch in and kind of focus on what's happening on Bitcoin? Um, um, first of all, it's because、uh, the stories uh in Bitcoin, I think, is more sexy than in <laughs> uh Ethereum. I think, yeah, okay, because、uh, there are so many Bitcoin users, right? And so, sorry, also,、TJ. I think uh, ordinals, uh, they, ordinals just uh, this uh, this tag just give Bitcoin the ability to be the data、uh, storage. I think you could、mm. inscribe、uh, no matter pictures, videos,、uh, voices, any kind of data on Bitcoin. Yeah,、mm-hmm. but.、Uh, Uh, I think it's still very new, and、uh, because there is no limit in、uh, inscribing any kind of stuff. So,、okay. and also Bitcoin is a chilling incomplete chain, and there is still some、uh, centralized,、uh, mm-hmm. I think, data resolution stuffs here. But、mm-hmm. uh, it has large, large potential.、Mm-hmm. I think Bitcoin ecosystem, yeah. Sure, yeah, we totally agree. So I, I guess the decision was primarily around the fact that there's hundreds of millions of Bitcoin holders, 
and um, and essentially it was just a bigger market size and and something that was happening that was new mm. that brought your attention yeah. to to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we spent a lot of time. Like, if um, if you if you've been watching our podcast for the last four years, we've been mainly talking about Ethereum, mm-hmm. and we've been building in the Ethereum mm. space as well. And as soon as we discovered ordinals back in uh, February or March timeframe, yeah, I mean we yeah. were we were hooked, yeah, like pretty much instantly. Yeah, even though there wasn't, I mean, there were some indicators of obviously a market forming, right? Yeah. But definitely nothing in comparison to what we've seen, like as far as like a uh, value extractability, right. <laughs> like on Ethereum builder uh, ecosystem. But of course, I think anybody who's like laying these primitive platforms or standards of today i think we all have a common shared vision of like the future yeah of, like because we all know understand bitcoin it's you know its origins is always being the number one legacy chain yeah that, nothing's ever going to take that away right right you know it's it is probably the most immediately secure yep. you know uh data storage layer like you're saying so now the thing that's kind of emerging and it's really standing above already those like innately understood value propositions to building on Bitcoin. It's now the new, what we categorize as something we like to call digital matter theory, which is this, this uh, shared <clears throat> attempt, all of us like a, uh, you know, Bitcoin developers finding something innately present within the Bitcoin block information and identifying patterns around this and trying to extrapolate new value from it. Mm-hmm which I think is what's so interesting about these rare sats. These things have always existed, right? And the 13, 14 years, however long. They have always been, like, sort of been in existence, but they weren't identifiable until the Ordinals protocol. Correct. They didn't have any kind. Nobody was actually identifying anything of substance between each individual one, right? That was the Ordinals theory all of a sudden gave, like, uh, a reason to, I guess, attribute value to these individual units, so... It is interesting what we're seeing with that, and yeah, we're we're developing whole new value layers. And um, so so, Sinyi, did when was the uh, the transition actually occurring from when you guys were focusing on Ethereum to to Bitcoin? How, did you know that uh, there were rare Sats just by understanding like the ordinals or ordinal theory, or how did you come to understand rare Sats was like a thing to focus on and, and spend development time on? Mm-hmm. Um, initially, uh, we read the white paper of Ordinals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the promoter Casey. Mm-hmm. He first, uh, he first, uh, uh, gives the definition of some kind of rare sets like uncommon sets, rare sets. They give, he gives the definition of the first block. The first set of each block is the set of uh, of the uh, first block is the uncommon set. He gave such kind of definitions, and there is uh, uh, one, two, three, four, six definitions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I could send the link of. Uh, uh, of his white paper, and you could check. He sure. gave definitions of common set, uncommon set, rare set, epic set, legendary set, and the massive set. Mm-hmm. And after we reading these um, 
white paper, we think it's an opportunity. And uh, around us, there are some, also some smart guys. They become set hunters. Mm. They go to the exchanges like Binance, some sacks. They go to hunt that kind of set. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. Can you explain the process of sat hunting? Like, yeah. How does that work? And yeah. Who do you who do you need to talk to to like get these rare sats? Mm. Um, actually, um, uh, one of my friend he is a rare sat and also the founder of another exchange named Quarry. He is also a that hunter initially and uh, uh, we met that these kind of guys and uh, we built a platform initially just for uh, classific- uh, just for identify the real sets. It means if you want to search if in your wallet there is any real sets or uncommon sets, you could use setting.io, use our platforms. Mm-hmm. And we also provide some APIs to the set hunters, that kind of developers. Uh, the process of set hunting like this, uh, first say uh, use their own Bitcoin, for example, 30 Bitcoin, and they search, uh, scan their wallets to check if there are any uncommon set or rare set in their wallet mm-hmm. and then extract this kind of set to another empty wallet mm. and then uh, put this uh, Bitcoin to the sacks, the mm-hmm. uh, exchanges and then wash the Bitcoin and then extract all the Bitcoin out and the tools and then scan the, his wallet again and mm-hmm. extract uh, uncommon sets or rare sets out. And our platform initially provides such kind of two uh, services. One is uh, helps them to check if any kind of uh, uncommon real sets uh, in their wallet, and they could also use our platform to extract mm. the real sets out to another wallet. Okay. Yeah, it's our initial services, and later we also provide some real sets inscribing services, mm-hmm. and uh, and more like marketplace. You could buy real sets and sell the real sets you hunted before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's a couple of ways. So the first thing, if you want to be a sat hunter, is just check your own wallets, right? Right. Look, yeah. Look for rare sats there. But and if you have like a wallet with, you know, not much Bitcoin, yeah, you're not the probability gonna... of finding anything of notoriety is pretty small. Yeah, right? pretty low. So at the moment, this is definitely like a, a well game, right? You would, or you, mm. would, you would have to move large volume of Bitcoin in and out of these exchange wallets, right? And then to, re- to check a larger pool right, right? It, it feels very similar to like early you know gold mining <laughs> like actual gold yeah physical gold where you would go into a river bank yuck and like dump <laughs> i don't know like a little sifter right you're yeah. like sifting through all the mud 
until you find like this, you, you have all these rocks, right? But the one little tiny speckle, yeah, shining more than the rest. <laughs> like, hey, that that might be more valuable, yeah, right? Just because it shines a little bit more than the rest of these, you know, earth elements. True, true. <laughs> so let me extract that manually and put it into a pile. Of so, so I, I guess a an exchange is basically a huge pile of dirt, and then you're just yeah. like extracting. Right, you're you're extracting a little bit of dirt, and then yeah. you're sifting through it, and then you're just yeah. kind of like exchanging the dirt. I, I think that's like the best like a uh, parallel to kind of like understand what's actually happening, right? Yeah, are we accurate in that like um, analogy assessment? I guess. Does that make sense, Sinyi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's similar. Yeah, okay. similar ways. But the platforms you that you're building, it, uh, yeah. you're, you're like you're providing the tools to do this, right? You are building the sifter and the extractor, like you're saying. So, um, uh, is there any way that you could foresee, like, uh, I guess more people getting involved in this sat hunting process? Maybe not necessarily don't have the the, the financial means um, to, uh, you know, play this type of uh, scenario out. Uh, actually, I think the best period uh, to be a set hunter has passed because mm -hmm. recently, uh, many valuable sets have already been extracted by many set hunters oh, and, okay. uh, um, especially uncommon sets and uh, rare sets. I think most of these kind of sets have been um hunted mm, okay. and uh, also there are some new rules uh, uh appearances uh i mean uh for example black set uh, the rule of it is um the last set of each block mm -hmm. and it is a new rule and maybe there is some chance for hunting that kind of sets mm -hmm. i mean many rules will be appeared um will be appeared with time going by mm -hmm. and uh, there are still many potentials did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built Mscribe, the first inscription platform built from the ground up for the metaverse on Bitcoin. Connect your bitmap ordinals and use our tools to bring your community into the virtual realm. Support us by joining the movement at mscribe.io. Like, comment, and subscribe for the latest alpha. Back to the video. Yeah. When you say rules, basically you mean like a new attribute, right? Like some, some new identification. Yeah, yeah some, <clears throat> something that people... Uh, I don't necessarily, yeah, what is what is the process of that? What's the threshold of, like, somebody introducing a new, you know, vertical of, of a new attribute? And um, who who gets to agree or is there, like, some consensus around whether or not this thing is worth hunting? Or it's just, you know, some individual proposes it and then it's up to them to form, like, market demand and they do their own extraction as a result? Like, what what is the process you've seen to adding new um, attributes a new, a new rule. into the population? Yeah. Um, actually, recent uh, recently our um, process is qu still quite loose. Uh, when there is some um, some voices in our community appears, and mm -hmm. we will check uh, uh, that kind of rules, and we may edit it. But uh, yeah, we we know uh, we need to 
build some process, some rules to accept uh, that kind of new such builds. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, we would, I think, we would talk to some other um, projects and uh, to find a better way to accept such kind of new rules because there are really too much, I think, if we don't set some uh, process some regulations about that kind of things. Yeah. There would be hundreds or tens, uh, thousands mm-hmm. rules in the future. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but recently still the uh, community's voices uh, will influence us. And if more people um, mention about that kind of such build, we will add it. Mm. I see. That's the yeah. invisible hand mm-hmm. at play once yeah. again. It would make yeah. sense. But uh yeah, because what is the big um technical dilemma? It's it's indexing, right? Like uh all yeah. this needs indexing support, mm-hmm. just like everything else in ordinal. So if, if people are proposing or trying to create markets out of I don't know, some new rule, the indexers all need to kind of agree and understand like we all need to be um looking for these yeah. things to enable a new sat hunting yeah. I guess vertical. Okay. So we need to be neutral. Mm? Uh, Sinyi, I got another question. So when when it comes to like rare sats, it, are mm. are we to the point in uh, I guess the the maturation or or kind of like the growth where the miners really control the the new supply? Mm. Do they control everything? Do you have to uh, basically buy these satoshis off of the miners or? Or, um, you know, are they just like disregarding this whole market right now? Uh, actually, I think everyone could be set hunters. Just as I said before, you could just uh, uh, check your own wallet uh, and uh, extract the resets and then uh, watch the Bitcoin to the uh Binance or other sets and extract uh, the other valuable sets by yourself. Mm-hmm. But actually, uh, as I know, many set hunters, uh, they have already stored many uncommon sets and valuable sets. Yeah. And uh, yes, but the price, I think uh, it, it will be be decided by the demand and mm-hmm. there are many yeah recently there are more supplies than demand so yeah. i think the price is still not such high as the beginning uh i think as the beginning i remembered the price of each uncommon set the price was over over 1000 yeah okay. but now the price yeah is about 300 euros so the price is mm. getting lower and depending by the market and uh, we also have our own marketplace could let uh, any person any people to list their resets and buy resets so anyone have chance to sell real sets and anyone have chance to buy real sets. Mm-hmm. So it's public and trustless marketplace and it's uh, kind of 
um, transparent, I think, could, uh, uh, unlike uh, the early stage, there, is, there was only OTC marketplace and people don't know what's the ex what exactly the uh, market price is. But now, yeah, you could see the floor price of each kind of set. Mm -hmm. And it depends by the demand and supply. It makes sense because right now there's over 19 million Bitcoin already mined. Mm -hmm. And so there's only less mm -hmm. than 2 million left. So whatever's left, if the miners hold on to it, it really doesn't matter because there's so, there's so many other Bitcoin out in circulation that, yeah, you know, it doesn't really affect the price all that much. So really it's in the hands of these early hunters, right? And you're saying a lot of these super valuable sats have already been extracted or at least like a large, um, a notable percentage of the existing supply. So it, what, what are the potential risks of that? If there's, um, if, there, if, if, if the supply introduction, uh, of these rare sats is in the hands of a few actors, you know, for the, for the foreseeable future of this market, however, it ends up maturing and evolving into the future. How is that going to affect, you know, uh, you know, sentiment, market sentiment, mm -hmm. just because same thing as like people are always afraid of any token supply being a little too centralized as far as like, you know, uh, you know, Getting a few holders. On. Yeah. Is, is there any risk of that? Do you hear that from the community? People are maybe putting pressure on some of these early rare sat hunters to maybe <laughs> figure out some sort of mechanism to distribute their control on the market. Uh, you know what I mean? Has any of that been discussed? Uh, yeah, but uh, actually there are many such hunters. Uh, I think it won't be influenced by one or two such hunters, but there are uh, already many such hunters in the market. And actually, I think uh, um, I think they can't because um, because uh, just as I said before, the demand recently is less than the supply, and the demand has much more power than the set hunters. Yeah. If the whole demand can increase, and no matter how large voices they have, they can influence anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It so, depends on the market itself. Mm. So, how do you foresee? some ways to generate, I guess, market demand. What's the utility of some of these? Because we're seeing um, some artists are starting to, I guess, inscribe. Instead of just using yeah. another, like regular sat, they're using a rare sat to mm -hmm. inscribe artwork, right? And therefore, the collection is deemed more valuable as a result, right? Is there Are there any other utility prospects outside of that, the art market? Or um, is this just where it is right now? Yeah. Actually, we also provide inscribing uh services and it's uh, uh mostly it's art artists mm -hmm. they use these kind of functions mm -hmm. they uh inscribe their art their pictures or the, some singers they will inscribe their voices mm. on their sets mm, that's cool of yeah. course it's the raw material is uh, much more valuable than other kind of sets and uh, uh, I think it could be understandable because 
just like in Web two, uh, or Web one, uh, in reality life, uh, if you want to paint a picture, a uh, paint paint something, and uh, the uh the papers and the raw materials will also influences the values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, for some arts, I think uh, recently it, uh, uh, it it influences more um, more artists to use this kind of services. And uh, initially, many um, NFT projects they first use. Uh, Ethereum to launch their uh, collections, NFT collections. Mm -hmm. When Ordinals comes, they tend to uh, launch their collections to uh, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And uh, now when Reset become more popular, they use Reset to inscribe their uh, collections. Also, we will uh, we will have a launchpad function, uh, I think, next month, maybe. Mm. Uh, it's also the demand of some artists. Yeah, they asked us, asked setting to provide such kind of uh, services to their community because some of their community members, they want uh, that kind of picture to be inscribed on the set he selected and we will provide uh, such kind of things in the future for them mm -hmm. i think the demand is coming uh more and uh, it, it's it's more popular than several months before i think at least sure uh, for some artists yeah so and i think uh yeah, I had, a, I had another question. So when it comes to in 2022, 2021, we, everyone saw this uh, mania that was occurring with uh, NFTs. And yeah. all of it pretty much was, you know, essentially a bunch of artists coming up with, you know, picture projects. And a lot of it was essentially, you know, arbitrary. It was just a random set of, you know, 10,000 NFTs. And then you just put your pictures on there and, and then you sold them out. And what we're seeing with rare sats is the same artists are coming to Bitcoin and they're, ins they're basically inscribing their pictures on top of these rare sats, giving it some sort of, uh, you know, providence mm -hmm. in, in like its positioning on, on top of Bitcoin. And what, what Iman was talking about earlier with digital matter theory is like this new, it's not a new concept. It's more of like a recognition of something that humans have been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. It's just recognizing patterns. Just like Casey Rodimer recognized the pattern of like the sequential entrance of Bitcoin into the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are seeing value in like um, the rare positioning of a Satoshi, right? I think what uh, what's happening now with artists is that they're they're leveraging that that value proposition for their art. Mm. And, and this, this whole concept of a digital matter theory is the application of, 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 I, I guess, data from Bitcoin's blockchain being applied to some, a project, mm. right? 
And uh, so we want to kind of talk to you about that a little bit just to kind of give you like an, an overall picture of like this whole digital, digital matter theory. And because what this could do is just like artists are applying their art on top of rare Satoshis, they can apply the same art on top of patterns on top of Bitcoin. Mm. And uh, I feel like that's a new sort of like value proposition that artists can take advantage of that could lead to, you know, non-arbitrary tokens, as we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's just kind of like a, kind of like a, just a, a just a, a, a depiction of what we're seeing with like the whole market and, and rare sats. I think a bigger picture is going to form where people are applying these, the same art artistry on top of like, you know, different, different patterns outside of rare Satoshis. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think ultimately what's so cool about what's happening with rare sats and artists leveraging these new, um, I guess, sources of, of digital matter creation, it's, it's another onboarding mechanism for a community, right? It's not just now I'm not just allured by the art and the aesthetics of it by itself. Right. As we were in 2021 with NFTs, right? Now we have, like I said, some on-chain provenance to kind of link our communities with one another. It's another alignment mechanism, right? Not just, oh, we all like... We all like mm. um, monkeys, yeah. right? And these monkeys in particular look very boring. So <laughs> we're all aligned in, in, in like this cool culture of that, right? Now it's like, okay, these these boring monkeys can now be attributed to, I don't know, some other um, rarity component that exists on chain mm-hmm. because of these rare sats. And now we have two, I guess, marketing vectors that can kind of you know attract a new user base as a, as a result. Right. Yeah. So, so Sydney, do you believe that the whole mania that we saw on Ethereum with picture projects, do you think that can happen again, but on top of Bitcoin with, mm-hmm. you know, potentially rare sats being a part of the conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We believe that's why we built setting.io. Yeah. We think it would be a future that many NFT projects will move their eyesight, move their way from Ethereum to mm-hmm. Bitcoin and even to reset this area. I think yeah. we think it's a future and we think Bitcoin ecosystem will be a new story uh, in next world market. Yeah. We bet on that. Yeah, we. I think we're taking the same bet as yeah. well because, yeah, you said it's new story is one obvious reason. Something we're always looking for the newness, right? What is the new thing developing in this Web3 space? But also just, you know, there is more, I guess, uh, intuitive value to something that's actually stored on chain as opposed to something that's pointing to some, you know, yeah. off-chain storage. Yeah, IPFS, or <laughs> right. a server. For whatever reason, that was, I guess, that 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 was the uh, the ethos of the time, and that's what took off. Mm-hmm. Those types of standard frameworks were adopted by developers, and you know that community accepted it. And then the the you know, the retail masses kind of came in without really understanding mm-hmm. how the in- internal workings of all these digital assets how they worked. Yeah. So I'm wondering, yeah, now with will this be like a main focus, like to the new demographic that onboards during the next bull cycle? Is it going to be more like we have to you know, educate the, the public a little bit more to kind of have a little bit more appreciation to on-chain storage, right? Yeah. Instead of teaching everybody about non-fungible tokens, they're going to be teaching everybody about artifacts. Yeah. What does that mean, though? It's just another word. 
It's like yeah, it, yeah. I guess the teaching is the fact that it's on Bitcoin rather than some server or right. Yeah. So yeah, that is going to be part of that effort for sure. Um, uh, I have another question about because obviously this is very useful and cool and new for like the NFT sector and like you know art, music, whatever, whatever creative mind wants to leverage blockchain for, right? What about like um, can this these because there's a large existing supply to some of these rare sets, right? Like the pizza ones. Mm-hmm. How how many bitcoins were transacted? Like four quadrillion or ten thousand bitcoin. Yeah, and then there's ten thousand bitcoin. Yeah, ten thousand bitcoin, and there's a hundred million sats per bitcoin, right? Yeah. So that number yeah. of like existing pizza sats must be like tremendous. Yeah. So is there some so whenever I think big numbers, I think fungible fungibility, right? <laughs> I started thinking about can we leverage this to create like a new fungible token environment? Have you seen any projects kind of like try to do that? Is there an opportunity for that? Like you know, I want to I want to create a I don't know a game. Um, and I want my existing, you know, GameFi token economics to be surrounded by however many pizza sats, like, you know, that are existing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any kind of abstraction of this concept? Yeah, actually, I think, uh, of course, the number is quite large. And I think uh, it's doable. I think it's doable. Of course, every set, they could be fungible tokens. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, um, Bitcoin, uh, its algorithm is UTXO, and uh, with the ordinal stack comes out, I think maybe the future algorithm will be based by SAT, mm. each SAT, because it's the minimum unit of each Bitcoin, right? Interesting. Yep. I think it's, yeah, it's doable, SAT hmm. build. That's interesting. So the so the UTXO algorithm is going to you, you think is going to change to a SAT based algorithm, or is that like is that part of the roadmap for I guess um, the ordinals theory? Um, course, uh, uh, the basic of our platforms, uh, we could. Uh, uh, manage each set actually. Okay. Actually, we have done that kind of things, and you could select the specific set to inscribe stuffs on it, and you could even inscribe more than one set on the specific set you selected. Okay. And also, you could uh, choose a set to secure it. Yep, I think the future would come. And uh, actually, we, I think one of our friends have talked to the Ordinal Score team, and they are also developing such kind of stuff. And in the future, maybe the index will not only located by the inscription number or inscription ID, Maybe in the future it will it might be located on the uh, sets sets number. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a future. Yeah. Okay. So can you give me a percentage of all the rare sats that are recognized? How what, what's the percentage of them being actually extracted and in circulation as a rare sat versus it being locked up in some bunker at Coinbase? Uh, percentage. Um, I think uh, you could use a uh, um a website named Lumisat. 
okay. uh, you could find uh, uh, they uh, in these platforms they um, um, uh, they uh, they they find some hot wallets of the uh, of some sex like. Binance, OKX, mm -hmm. uh, Coinbase, or or more, and uh, they would uh, check uh, the total number of these hot wallets mm -hmm. of these assets, and uh, the number I think uh, not much. I think most of the uncommon sets of the hot wallets mm -hmm. was ex was already were already extracted before and maybe the chance of some sets hunt maybe is to extract uh, some new rule sets like black sets okay. or sets yeah so i see uh, so the specific so percentage I, I i don't know yeah yeah so maybe. so basically there's uh, there's a bigger chance that you'll find uh, sats that are sort of like part of the new rule set, like a black sat, rather than yeah. an uncommon sat, which is was early recognized by Casey Rotemer, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was curious as like what the percentage was, uh, uh, simply because uh, I wanted to see like you know what, how big the market size was at, at least for now. Because yeah. I know that there's going to be artists coming into Bitcoin and they're going to want non-arbitrary sort of value propositions. Mm. Um, and, and leveraging rare sats is like a no-brainer. So I wanted to see, like, you know, is there a high supply or a low supply? But uh, I don't know if it's, like, you know, easy to determine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see this. Um, I guess the really interesting... Um, experiment happening here is to see i guess the dynamics of how new rule sets uh, i think yeah. emerge yeah and like the the narratives that are formed around that right because it's, it's completely arbitrary right yeah i'm just some guy i understand there's a lot of sats out there and yeah. there's already an existing pool of you know rarity yeah. attributions that were established either by casey or I don't know, some organization that has a lot of push or whatever, but you know, I'm some guy and yeah. I, I want to be a part of this and I want to create a cultural movement too. It's right? like, it's like, if you like the number six, you could use <laughs> the, the six Satoshi, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Of every block, the 66 Satoshi, the 666, and you just keep going. And then right. all of a sudden you create a project around that. Yeah. We're the, we're the six gang. Here's yeah. All the, right? Yeah. And yeah, you can, you, like I said, this is now we have a community pool, right? I also like yeah. a six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me build an art project. I don't know. They're actually like sixes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's like that's that's going to be the funness of like um, seeing this whole thing, I guess, play out. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of numbers out there. <laughs> that's right. So you can do this over and over yeah. and over you again. You got up to 100 million per Bitcoin. So. so we're already calling it right now um, like a numbers market. Yeah. Well, um, like, a, like a number specific, I guess niche market with like their own niche cultures right right probably will emerge from this and it's gonna yeah i guess like what's missing do you think um from the infrastructure side to enable because we're kind of like trying to formulate like a a mania scenario yeah <laughs> where anybody could come in identify a a attribute that they like 
and quickly spin up some new digital value on top of that and build a culture around that. How quick, like how much more infrastructure is needed from platforms like yourself or others collectively to enable this uh, envisioned mania? Um, I think uh, uh, not only numbers, but also mm. names. Uh, mm. Actually, um, for example, if you want to set a collar, maybe collection or such build, uh, which contents, uh, for example, love or Bitcoin. Hmm. Yeah, the set name contents love or Bitcoin. <clears throat> it must be popular. Yeah. So, and um, so what? I I was gonna say. So is there is there any other infrastructure pieces that you see that are going to be important? Um, as, as far as like what, what's left to be built for rare sites? Um, uh, I think uh, the important infrastructures, um, the most important is to, um, I think is wallet functions. Okay. We are actively talk to some Bitcoin wallets Mm. Want they to accept uh, the some rare sets, um, in uh some rare sets identifying functions. We could provide API for them actually, but uh, we have talked to experts, but they are worrying there might be too many new rules. Yes, mm -hmm. if they are using such kind of outside API or they build such kind of features. Mm. They're afraid that too many uh, new rules would be entered. And uh, yeah, it's a huge problem because it's um, entrance to for users to use and manage that kind of sets. So recently, uh, our users, they use our platforms to manage their sets and uh, transfer their sets. And uh, later, we will provide, uh, just as I said before, launchpad functions and also uh, we'll, we'll think a way to make all the indexes uh, make all the platforms be more uh, decentralized. We are also looking for some other um, uh, layer to resolutions to solve the uh, tooling incomplete problem of Bitcoin. Sure. Yeah, just as other BRC20 marketplace, they are finding different ways like zero knowledge, Mm -hmm. Something like DLC, some uh, layer two solutions. We are also finding such kind of uh, ways to make our marketplace more decentralized. Also, recently, our marketplace is still peer to peer market. Uh, we maybe in the future, we will find a way to uh, build a liquidity pool just like mm -hmm. Uniswap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our might be our features. But recently, maybe next month, yeah, we will, <laughs> we will uh, public our launch pad functions mm -hmm. just one step by one step. Sure. Yeah. 
So tell us a little bit more about this launch pad. So if I were to, uh, to launch, you know, a picture project and I wanted them all to be on uncommon sats, do you provide the uncommon sats for me and I pay for them or do I need to bring uncommon sats so that I can use your platform to inscribe on top of them? Uh, you can choose your own uncommon set or you if you don't have uncommon set you could buy uncommon set in our platforms actually our launchpad rules uh, they uh, it uh, will not restrict the the set you selected it means you could select your own set or the set you bought from our platforms or you just use common set okay it depends on users themselves we just uh, uh the nft projects they give us a white list of the uh wallet address and we just uh, select the wallet wallet address make mm -hmm. sure they have the permission to uh, inscribe the nft pictures on the sets they selected no matter it's uncommon set or rare set or it's just a set on his birthday mm -hmm. yep he could select any set he want and uh, get this uh, nft picture i see that's interesting. So it just uh, so you're creating a platform that allows me as a user to select whichever sat that I want to use, whether it's my birthday or an uncommon sat. I can just select which ones I want to I want to use, and then it it inscribes mm -hmm. onto that Satoshi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I like that. I like that because now um, <coughs> it opens up the opportunity for anybody to use any Satoshi that they want for any reason that they want, and kind of leverage. Um, a tool like your, like the one that you're creating to kind of build a project off of that. So I think that's going to be one of those uh, mania enablers, mm. right? That, that could lead to, you know, tons of people like using your platform to inscribe specific content mm -hmm. onto specific Satoshi. So that's really good. When, so you said in about a month, that's going to be ready. Yeah, uh, Rina is developing this function. I think at the end of this month or next month, it will be public, this function. So when do you think the next mania is going to occur? It, does it follow the Bitcoin's uh, cycles, like the four-year cycles, or do you think it's extending? Oh, uh, can you repeat the question again? I can't, I didn't hear it clearly. Sure. Uh, when do you think the next... Bitcoin mania is going to occur. Is it going to be, is it still uh, cyclical every four years or is it going to extend longer for the next uh, bull run? Um, actually, we expected the bull market will appear at the end of 2024 or the beginning of 2025. Okay. Okay. It, yeah, it might appear in one year, but just our expectation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are predicting the same thing, even us. I think we... Which is worrying for some reason. Is it? I don't like when everybody's like thinking the same thing. Huh. <laughs> it feels, it's, I feel like the market always tends to try and like yeah. do the inverse of yeah. that. I, I don't know. But but I've said that <laughs> I think before. It's like, there's no way this, this rhythmic... Six, um, for your cycle this thing just continues on i said that before the last one but then it, it happened again 
<laughs> and here I am again. And you're like, there's no way it's going to happen again. And it, I'm pretty sure it will. Right. It's just yeah. because at the, at the end of the day, the whole entire industry is dependent on. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of has to in a, in a small way because miners have already spent so much money on their infrastructure. Yeah. They can't have the price of Bitcoin stay the same. Right. right it right. needs to grow. Otherwise they'll turn off their miners and yeah. I mean, there's that. So yeah, there, I guess it, there is like the the economics of Bitcoin itself that almost yeah. ensures every four years something's got to give something. Yeah, <laughs> in order for it's them either to they maintain. turn off miners or yeah. and this you know, whole thing just comes crumbling down, or it just maintains or or it keeps growing. But one thing's for sure: every single time this four year period comes back, there has to be a new church. These tertiary narratives yeah. outside of just. Bitcoin's four-year cycle that agreed that generates you know enough market sentiment. But here, here's the thing with this cycle with Bitcoin and ordinals, I think we're gonna see something that we've never seen before with Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean that's that is the reason why we're so involved in this space because obviously Bitcoin is entering uncharted territory where like the the macroeconomic side isn't. I think this is its first true test. Can it perform? Mm, yeah, favorably whenever like you know the the macro economic situation is as bad as it was during its origin period back yeah. in 2008 right i don't think bitcoin has really tested those waters but with the help of ordinals and this whole ecosystem emerging right uh i guess it gives it a better shot it's not yeah. it's no longer just you know will bitcoin be a safe haven asset in the events of you know institutional finance yeah dilemmas and stuff like that right there's also it's it's operating like a computer layer similar to Ethereum, right? Computational yeah. layer, yeah. and I think that new narrative might be enough to uh, keep it up during these downtimes, right? Yeah, or at least that's our hope and that's our thesis. I, <laughs> I think so. I don't see anything else out there on the horizon that's going to, I guess, uh, attribute to that. Um, again, the market sentiment that needs to exist every four year, yeah, period, right? So, so the the all the work that you're doing. We're setting IO and the whole rare sat community, anybody building really for ordinals and not even just or just anybody building on top of Bitcoin, right? You got stamps. Yeah. You got ORCs. There's a lot of, and pretty soon we're going to have, I guess, taproot yeah. assets with lightning network and lightning all this. Network, yeah. So stacks. Yeah. We all have a collective, I guess, responsibility to, I guess, uh, contribute to this thesis. Otherwise, I mean, we're screwed Yeah, or wrong. <laughs> we could be wrong too. Wrong? Wrong in the sense like the mania that occurs on Ethereum all over again. Oh, yeah. That's what TJ's kind of pushing for. All my eggs are in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess it's a wait and see, dude. So, um, But I can't wait to see some more projects to start to, I guess, launch. So the launch pads are obviously critical. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Back in um, NFT days, things didn't really take off until all of a sudden everybody was launching a 10K PFP project. Yeah. Right? And the countdowns were there. The, um, the same websites, copy yeah, paste. The marketing hype pre um, unveil of the art collections was yeah. all there. Everybody was doing it. It was a formula, right? That it was that the uh, industry kind of adopted, and we saw many, many, many variants of basically the same yeah. whole formula. And that's that's what created a market, and it was very attractive and alluring to a mainstream demographic. So yeah, we're gonna need these launch pads for sure, and we're gonna need um, projects, I guess, to line up and figure out new ways to utilize them um so yeah. yeah i mean we definitely want to help you guys once once we're getting closer to launch definitely reach back out to us so we can um you know get some people 
uh, I guess into the pipeline, right? Because we're, we're focused on the metaverse side. Yeah. With bitmaps, I'm not sure if you've heard of the bitmap ecosystem that is emerging also on top of ordinals. And uh, I don't know if, if it's been figured out exactly how to utilize rare sats for the, for even the maturation of the metaverse. I think what you could do. So so Sinyi, you mentioned parent child inscriptions earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you yeah. could do is use the parcels of a bitmap mm. be inscribed on rare satoshis we have already provided such kind of stuffs for bitmap actually mm. yeah oh, wow. i i should send you our document and yes, uh, you could be instructors of how to use setting to inscribe your parcel okay <laughs> bitmap well, yeah yeah, we because we, we are building a platform for parcel inscribers, so that would be actually be a very valuable yeah. value add for our platform. Yeah, Sydney, do you do you guys offer uh, APIs or something that we can connect to to help identify Satoshi's, or is that do, yeah? Do you guys provide APIs? Yeah, okay. actually, we uh, provide not only. APIs for identifying, but also for inscribing services. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also on our documents. Okay. We provide such kind of stuff and want to make more developers and projects to easily use these APIs to easily build their products. We want this process could go faster. Yeah, it's, sure. yeah. Okay, we have good. done something and would like to help others. Sure. No, that's awesome. That's awesome because uh, like Iron Man was saying, we tend to focus on like the metaverse side of things. And, um, and, and so we can't really build everything that we want to build just because there's just not enough resources. So we got to leverage these APIs that uh, the community has built so we can kind of, you know, um, leverage all the technologies um, in a way where like users really, you know, can take advantage of. Yeah. And so I think inscribing parcels on, on rare sats is going to be like a very popular thing to do. I think so too. It adds another layer because, you know, yeah, the whole imagine, imagine you had a block, your, your bitmap of the 10 K Bitcoin transaction, the 10 K Bitcoin transaction, mm -hmm. and you used all the, all the, uh, Satoshis, the pizza sats to inscribe the parcels. Hmm. Like, I feel like that'd be a crazy. Well, there's only one block, right? There's well, there only is one, one pizza block, block. Yeah. So only that, that only that person one has the opportunity to do. But such. imagine if you had one yeah. of those parcels. That would be freaking cool, dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think any tool we could leverage to again, uh, just just to pile on to the on-chain again provenance of everything that we're creating digitally. This new digital value renaissance we're building, yeah. aka the metaverse. We need to link as much of that as possible to like on-chain provenance Agreed. because we have the tools and now we have the shared understanding. We can do that. Yeah, agreed. And we should do that because that is the new thing that's, that hasn't been done before. And, and it just adds so much more value to uh, the end product, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sinyi, any last words yeah. that you want to uh, kind of share with the community? Um, any new developments, uh, I guess, you have uh, a new release happening in about a month. Um, any other details that you want to share? Uh, actually, uh, we have developed uh, the function to help users easily inscribe .bitmap 
mm. uh, the parcel ones uh, in our platforms, and I would send you the link on Twitter. Yeah, sure. uh, later, and also the API. Yeah, we have finished building it, and could also provide you the document about that. Also, uh, one. Uh, one benefit for your community, I think we could provide is to give some discount to your community. Oh wow! Yeah, for inscribing and uh, buying, uh, no matter any kind of services, just a discount for some service fees. Sure. Uh, you could uh, um, generate the wallet address of your community and the rule is just entering our discord and follow our twitter and okay. uh, yeah we could record this wallet address and give them maybe five percent or ten percent discount we could sure. talk further about that that's Excellent. amazing yeah yeah we're definitely gonna have after this uh call we're gonna discuss exactly yeah. how we can formalize this this partnership Yes. This is this is important. Yeah. This is going to uh, uh, again like bridge the ecosystems in, in one yeah. way or another, so we can create more cohesion amongst. It's like, now we're not just focusing on the metaverse and remaining yeah. siloed from everything else that's happening. Yeah, because we want to support everything that's happening on ordinals, just because it's yeah. it's extremely interesting. It's something new. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of things that happen in cryptocurrency that really capture our attention. Yeah, it's been the metaverse, it's been uh, AI, the BitTensor, and then now it's like ordinals. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's it. I guess it's rare for us to find something of that much interest. So, mm -hmm. so I think we're in the right space, Sinyi. Yeah. Um. All right. That's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, Sinyi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you about Satting.io. Um, all the links for everything will be in the description below. And uh, thank you so much for, for joining us, Sinyi. Thanks. Thanks for your guys' invitation. It's a very nice talk with your guys. And uh, we could have a further uh, collaboration. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. All thank right, you. Sinyi. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner.